taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. As you know, it's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, medium, film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City, fuck is up. Yo, let's get straight into it. Yeah. We're, yeah, uh, with it. we're not on a time crunch right now. We're on a time crunch. Oh, yeah, we are. We are, we are. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. but we also got some interesting things we want to talk about today on the card. And we 100%. saw a really interesting movie last night. We both got some opinions on it. So I don't want to waste no time. Hey, Let's look, get straight to away it. Away with the preview. Okay. Yeah. I see. You do a couple of things. I mm-hmm. see you. Um, okay. So uh, first things first. Uh, let's get into um, what is coming out this week uh, on streaming services. Um, so, uh, this week, uh, we do have, um, uh, at least one thing that's coming out that, uh, that, that I, I find particularly, uh, interesting. Um, it's called binge. It's going to be on, uh, Amazon, I'm sorry, not Amazon prime. Uh, it's on Hulu. Um, and it stars, uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, as well as a few other people. But, uh, what's interesting about it, it's, it's, it's like set, it's basically like the purge. Except for like instead of killing people, it's drugs. It's that uh, society is like drug free and like basically problem free, with uh, with the exception that one day a year, all drugs are legal. Mm. So uh, so th- this movie basically follows um, follows like a, I guess a couple of, like high school a few high schoolers around as they like are basically you know it's like the super bad of you know it's like super bad meeting the perch yeah you need more than a day though because like let's say you let's say you take a mushroom right that's like 12 (laughs) hours right there yeah gone um you can't you know take another one because that leads into the next day then that becomes illegal they'd have to make it three days but great concept for this movie yeah yeah what drug would you do I don't know, dude. I'm too scared. I'm too chicken shit to try like mushrooms or any of that. Cause I'm like, you know, I've heard stories about people just not coming down from it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you're just there. That's your life now. Yeah. You know, it's just fucking, you know, seeing shit, you know? And so, yeah, I just, a little weed, you know, weed. I've never weed. done anything outside of like uh, smoking weed, but I would definitely like try like mushrooms on a day like that. No, but like good. half a mushroom, not a whole one, but I'm not doing like heroin or crystal meth. I mean, at that point, it's kind of like, I'm not saying what's the difference, but also like what's the Huge difference. difference. <laughs> what? <laughs> a mushroom is, get you a little bit high. I'm not injecting anything though. I know that. <laughs> yeah. That's when you start entering dangerous territories. Super start, dangerous. Yeah. Uh, once you heat, once you heat up that, the spoon and. Yeah. You know, yeah that needle. <laughs> no, then you're. <laughs> That's a lot different. Territory. Uh, all right. Uh, so with uh, with that out of the way, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into uh, our first uh, kind of main main story here. Uh, so we got a trailer this week um, for Death of the Nile, uh, which is a. Uh, let me try I'm sorry. I believe this is Death on the Nile. Uh, oh, I, I thought it was Death. 
Oh, I yeah, could be wrong. Be, no, it might be on the Nile. You you might be right. I might be proven. Yeah, wrong. I think it's uh, death. death yep. on the so Nile. this is death yeah. on the Nile. I could take this one. So this is uh, a <laughs> since a you fucked it up. Uh, so this movie <laughs> is set to release on October twenty third. Uh, this movie is starring uh, Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Rose Leslie, Kenneth uh, Bran Branga. And there are also a few other people in this movie who, uh, if you keep scrolling down like the cast list, we've got uh, Leticia Wright, who uh, we know from Black Panther, the Avengers films. Uh, She plays uh, uh, the sister of T'Challa. And Russell Brand is also in this movie. Yeah. We haven't heard a lot from Russell Brand. uh, Well, that's because he's on his, uh, you know, like... His like save the world, yeah, yeah. yeah, tour, and he's Um, no longer married to Katy Perry, which which definitely elevated him. Which is really interesting because, well, anyways, let's talk about the trailer. So this movie, (laughs) super off topic. Uh, So quick synopsis of this film: So while on while on vacation on the Nile, our Hercule, right? It's not yeah, Hercule. It's a weird name. Hercule Piort must investigate the murder of a young heiress. So this is like a murder murder mystery film. Um, But stellar cast, if you watch the trailer, the trailer for this movie looks really good. This is the first time we've seen Gal Gadot in a film outside of Wonder Woman. I don't know if it's the first one you've seen outside of uh, Wonder Woman. I think she's done some stuff since Wonder Woman. Well, I haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the first time literally we're seeing uh, Gal Gadot. Um, Yeah, so so this this movie is directed by uh, Kenneth uh, Bragnall. Uh, as well as he's acting in it. Uh, so that's a really interesting uh, aspect. And he's actually playing the the title character of Hercule uh, P- Perot, I believe. I don't know how you pronounce yeah. that French name. Perot, uh, Piort, yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Whatever. Uh, so uh, interestingly enough, this is... Uh, this is actually based off of an Agatha uh, Christie uh, novel. Um, and apparently that this, um, this detective um hercule perot he's you know he's kind of like a sherlock holmes type Mm -hmm. of you know that he has like recurring stories and uh she's i think wrote a bunch of like you know stories about him um and and so uh and so yeah this the screenplay for this was written by michael green um and this is this uh movies due out october 23rd of this year uh one interesting thing to note while looking at the trailer though uh I, I re- what does this remind you of? It reminds you of something. I know. I know you know what this reminds you of. It reminded me of like, like just like the 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 like the outfits and whatnot. Remind me of the first Mummy movie. That is not at all what I wanted you no? to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all. Uh, no, I was going to say this reminded me just the way the look and the feel of it, and maybe it was on purpose. Is this reminds me of The Great Gatsby? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, I, and I'm going to rewind this back to the uh, the beginning here. But, um, yeah, th- this trailer reminded me of the Great me in terms of how the movie sort of like laid out. Yeah. And, and, and like the, just like the way it's shot, where it's like a lot of like you can tell there's like a lot of like CGI and shit mm-hmm. in it. And, and it's just like the, the style of it all just really, really reminded me of uh, the Great Gatsby um, meets the I, mummy because they're on the Nile. There are pyramids. And then, you know, this is in Egypt. Sure. Yeah, it's a great sure. blend of the two. <laughs> I'm you, it's there. Right, right. The connection uh, is there. Yeah, you keep trying to make that connecting. <laughs> um, uh, so, talking specifically about this trailer, though, um, what I what I what I kind of saw in this is that, dude, this was like extremely formulaic. Uh, all right, boom, the, you know, uh, the trailer comes on, you hear the low simmering voice, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then what do you you get the emo version of an old song, right? So they uh there's a the song that's playing through most of the trailer is a song by um by uh uh Depeche Mode, 
uh, and it's called, I think, Policy of Truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I listened to the original because I had never actually heard the original version, uh, but I listened to the original version and it like, yeah, it sounds nothing like this brooding, like emo version that, that we're getting in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and so they always do that with fucking trailers. And then also uh, this had like, you know, people like looking off in the distance. Like, like those concerned. like really dramatic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something's happening over there, you know, <laughs> just off camera. Yeah. There you go. Like that. There you go. <laughs> the long uh, stare off into the distance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just found this trailer to be very formulaic. So I'm guessing it's going to be, a, you know, and it, you can only extract so much from the from the trailer of a movie. But yeah, I'm guessing this movie is going to be very formulaic. But it, it seems interesting enough. I'm always into these like fucking like murder mystery, you know, either movies or books or whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm always here for them. So you know what I didn't yeah. like about this and the movie trailer that we're looking at right now, yeah. the font that they use for mm. Death on the Nile. Well, yeah, uh, I do they, like how they kind of made the A look like a pyramid. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't like I don't like their font style. Yeah, like you, you're, you're more of the graphic artist of the uh, the two of us. So, yeah, yeah. I I I, I fuck them then. I, it I'm, I won't go see this movie simply based on fuck the it. fucked up. Fuck font. this movie now. <laughs> Um, but based off of the time that this movie is set in, like, you know, usually like they try to marry like the, the, the style of the poster and yeah, the art like to the art period. Deco kind of like style. Yeah. More it like seemed like a lot period. more modern, yeah. a lot more like contemporary yeah. style of, of font choice, which yeah. doesn't really marry the, the setting of the movie. But anyway, yeah. that's me being anal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, uh, this film, uh, Death on, on the Nile and not of the Nile, uh, is uh, due out, uh, October 23rd, uh, of this year. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be in theaters, uh, don't know if I'd risk it all for that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck no. <laughs> then, then it'd be death in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Not, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, too, that's the, too risky. The detective just pops up like, all right, now we got to solve the murder of all yeah. these people dying from coronavirus. In here. Death in, <laughs> what death executive of, is to blame? <laughs> death in AMC in the in the death of a Nile film. Yeah. They won't even investigate what happened. No, they like, These idiots shouldn't yeah, have went to see just, this movie. They, yeah, they, they shouldn't have come. Uh, okay, so... Um, uh, let, let's talk about this next trailer that uh, that, uh, that that came out this past week. Uh, it's called On the Rocks, uh, and let me give you a quick synopsis. It's uh, it's about a young woman, uh, young mother who reconnects with her uh, larger than life Playboy father uh, on uh, an adventure through uh, New York. Uh, this, of course, is directed by the incomparable uh, Sophia uh, uh, Coppola, um, and written by her as well. And stars uh, a mainstay in 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 uh, Sofia Coppola's movies, uh, Bill Murray, as well as Rashida Jones, Marlon Wayans, and uh, Jenny Slate uh, will be in the film. Uh, this is due out October. There's no specific date on exactly when it's going to be out in October, but it, it just has it listed as October of 2020. Um, so there's a lot of interesting things to note. Let's 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 start by talking about the actual trailer itself. Um, but there's a lot to note about it. So uh, give me your quick thoughts on on the actual trailer itself. Uh, so, I mean, there's a movie that this reminds me of. It was a Jack Nicholson film where he kind of plays like a same type of character as Bill Murray mm. does here. Um, yeah. But is, is it as good as it gets? Is that was that what it was? It was the one with um, what's her name? Not I want to say Meg Ryan because you always say Meg Ryan, but it wasn't Meg Ryan. I but forget. Anyways, it, but yeah, you, you know, what, you know what movie I'm talking about, though. Um, so this movie, it seemed like very charming to me. Um, to be honest, the trailer itself wasn't too exciting. Mm -hmm. The story is what's exciting uh, mm -hmm. or what's interesting to me at least. Um, but the trailer, the only really thing I took from it was charming. Um, I think Rashida Jones and uh, Marlon Wayans, they're going to be like, a, uh, they're going to have some good chemistry on on screen here. Yeah. I think Bill Murray 
and Marlon, they're going to add like that uh, uh, humor element to it. But again, for me, the trailer wasn't too exciting. The story and the cast makes this movie interesting for me. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, that's very true. Uh, the, the actual trailer itself, I actually, weirdly enough, I actually liked how it was kind of laid out. It wasn't like in your face. It wasn't like, you know, uh, they weren't making an effort to make like so many jokes or somebody like it had jokes in it and it was funny, but it also kind of told a, a bit of a story. To yeah, it, but it didn't give you too much of the story of exactly like what's going to happen. It just kind of set the table. And I and I appreciate appreciated that um and uh so that kind of snowballs into Sofia Coppola she's obviously a fantastic director um directed one of the probably one of the greatest movies of all time uh, Lost in Translation uh that she did of course with Bill Murray as well Mm -hmm. as uh, Scarlett Johansson but interesting thing is is that um so it turns out that Rashida Jones actually uh she was actually uh when um when Sofia Coppola was uh I guess she was um she was like workshopping the script for mm-hmm. for Lost in Translation. Uh, Rashida Jones was actually the person who played Charlotte, and 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 that ended up being Scarlett Johansson that ended up playing Scarlett in the actual film. But Rashida Jones read for the uh, she read the part while uh, Sofia Coppola was workshopping the script. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a weird you know kind of connection. Things kind of come full circle. Yeah. Years that, later, yeah, now she, it's the same kind of thing. Same yeah. director, same actor, Bill Murray. Exactly. Yeah. And and so uh, so this is actually the third time that uh, Sofia Coppola as well as uh, Bill Murray have hooked up. They they were obviously lost in translation, but then um, she also directed a very Murray Christmas, which mm-hmm. uh, which I actually didn't watch, uh, but also that also actually had received a, uh, Jones in it as well. Um, and then, of course, this movie on the rocks, uh, which is pretty dope. Another fun fact about this movie: uh, it's an A twenty four film. Uh, it's an A twenty four Apple TV. Plus Apple TV. Yep. So I guess this is a part of their deal. Actually, I think this is the first movie that's the first one released. A part of their deal of uh, the slate of like movies and I think shows maybe that A twenty four is going to produce for um apple tv plus uh which i'm fucking excited about like you know how we everybody knows how the fuck we feel about a24 on this podcast yeah. uh we fucking love them all their movies and i i think the placement here on apple tv is super interesting um yeah. i wonder if this is going to be uh like a you know uh, i wonder if because i think tom hanks just released a movie on apple tv Greyhound, which was yeah. a part of their subscription so as mm-hmm. a subscriber you don't have to pay for it you can just watch the movie i wonder yeah. if this is going to be like uh i'm sure it will be yeah uh, i'm sure paid you think so no no i'm sure it'll just be on a part of the, their catalog yeah a part of their catalog yeah, yeah like, because you know we're paying enough for apple tv <laughs> if this is being produced by app or if, if they're having a hand in producing the actual film just give me well, mine's came free. free for a year when yeah. I bought their expensive as fuck iPhone. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I think you only pay for movies that they don't actually have like the licenses or they 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 license. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they have they they bought or that only makes perfect sense. For yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah, I I can't wait for this movie. I think it looks dope. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see Marlon Wayans in it. This is like my first yeah. time really or not first time, but one of the times one of the rare times I think we're gonna see him in a more toned down, mm-hmm. you know, less like you know slapstick theatrical comedy kinda, yeah yeah you know situation. Uh, and i think he does well in these in these roles where he plays a bit more of a serious character he's always gonna have yeah. that like uh like that humor element to his uh to his roles but yeah. um i'm definitely interested to see him play more of like a serious uh romantic uh love interest type of role instead of like the lead comedian yeah and i, and I think it's a good pairing of him and rashida jones I think yeah they have they both have similar sensibilities i think yeah uh and i think they 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 compl- it seems like they complement yeah even in the trailer it seems like they have like good chemistry yeah. and I've, i bet their comedic timing is good. i'm hoping it hits yeah let's hope uh all right <laughs> moving on um so 
uh, whoops, didn't mean to do that. Uh, so uh, in our next story, um, you know, and we could talk about this super quick. We don't have to spend enough uh, uh, an abundance of time on it. Um, but uh, Smith and Hart team up. You know, uh, Will Smith, Kevin Hart are teaming up. Uh, they are uh, they are doing a remake of the 1987 um, uh, comedy. Uh, uh, planes trains and automobiles uh that was originally from paramount pictures and uh that of course starred uh steve martin as well as john candy um have you did you ever watch that, uh, that movie i have not to be mm. honest it's been a very very long time since i've seen it and so it's so hard for me to fucking like remember it uh, yeah because i like watched it like when i was a kid but i i have not really ventured back to to watch it since uh but uh but but yeah but you know i i'm, I'm always a fan of you know anything steve martin or, or john candy so uh so from what i remember is is you know it's a pretty decent movie but it's basically about two businessmen who are trying to get like home i think it's for like the holidays or some shit or um or thanksgiving i think they're trying to get home for thanksgiving um and uh and then they just you know they had they encounter all these disasters trying to to, to get back uh home uh so it'll be interesting seeing kevin hart and uh who hasn't kevin hart fucking work with in hollywood is there i don't know like he's uh, teamed up with everybody almost i'm surprised the rock isn't in this movie um, <laughs> he they, probably will be i don't know like yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he yeah. makes a cameo or something like that because they, they just uh, have done so much work together they work well together they have a really good relationship like outside of um uh of hollywood um yeah. just like a genuinely good friendship uh so again I, I i didn't see the original movie but i um from like when this was announced i mean everybody was just going back to the original and how great of a film it was so i i hope that they're able to and now I'm going to have to go back and watch the original before I ever watch the new yeah. one. So I'm hoping that they bring in all of the elements of what made the original film charming into this new film. Uh, we know Kevin Hart. We know his body of work. Funny guy. Will Smith. Um, you know, he has comedic actor and and Kevin Hart is a comedian turned actor. Yeah. Uh, so, again, it's one of those things where we hope their chemistry on film shines through and, and you know, hoping for a really good project here. But great, great pairing who, on the surface. Who should Kevin Hart team up with that he hasn't teamed up with yet? Hmm. I wanted, I wanted to be somebody like really off the wall, like somebody like fucking like Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Like I yeah. want him to team up with Anthony Hopkins. Just see what kind of zany shit they can get yeah. into. Yeah. Like fucking like Robert De Niro, maybe in like a Judd Apatow. No, Robert De Niro's film. too. He's too comedy now. He, you, I know him so? too. Much. I want somebody who I don't associate with comedy yeah and i want them to pair up with uh fucking kevin hart mm. and just see what happens you know shia labeouf <laughs> nah, no. well, shia labeouf he can be funny dude uh as we'll we'll talk about a little later uh but yeah that's he, he that's how i that's how i tie everything together it's just do a kevin hart and shia labeouf, shia LaBeouf. we'll talk more about shia labeouf later surprised they don't already have a movie but uh all right moving on um this uh, oh well, let me give a couple more details about the movie. Uh, the remake will be a modern update uh, of the original with Smith and Hart playing characters who are forced to team up to tackle uh, travel obstacles. Okay, it's just like a rehash of what the actual plot of the movie is. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> copy we'll, and paste. We'll move on that. Just from, insert from, new names. Exactly. Um, okay, so uh, from that, let's uh, move forward with our next story here. This one, I'm. I'm really interested by um, we got news. Uh, I think it was just either yesterday or the day before news broke that uh, Olivia Wilde is actually going to be. Um, she will be directing a 
uh, a Marvel film uh, project. Um, and it, it, the, the film project is going to be revolving around a, a, a female character in the, the Marvel universe. Um, but none of this is entirely like confirmed uh but there's you know good sources like the uh i think deadline broke the news uh that this will uh, in fact be happening um the going theory is that it's going to be a spider woman movie um which is pretty exciting based off of you know coming off the heels of uh enter the spider verse where you know we got uh spider gwen uh and you know she's a pretty you know popular character from from the movie yeah um and so uh so yeah and, and olivia wilde she's she's done a lot of great stuff as far as acting goes but she's just sort of entered the fray as far as like directing goes um she, i did see her movie that she directed uh her it was uh, book smart right? smart yep. yeah did you did you watch what uh, uh i have not seen that yet. yeah so book smart was actually a really fucking great movie like it was actually like surprisingly i was going into it with full like thinking like ah everybody's saying this movie's so good we'll see about that and i was like and then when i ended i was like ah yeah, it's pretty it, fucking it was good. as good as you thought yeah, it was pretty be. dope um so uh th- this particular film this uh this potential marvel slash you know possibly a, a spider woman film um will be uh it'll be written by katie uh silberman um interesting enough sony had no comment now where this gets interesting is i don't actually know who she inked the deal with i actually did try to like kind of do some legwork on this to see exactly um who uh who she actually signed with i don't know if it's with marvels directly or if it's with sony because remember uh sony basically has the rights to spider-man and basically the entire spider-man yeah you know universe you know um so i i assume she would have to sign with sony in order to be able to produce a film because they i think outright just own the rights to the spider-man property so i believe sony owns the rights to spider-man uh like the property and the character itself right Mm -hmm. but marvel uh is able or marvel produces like the spider-man films right not necessarily like remember it was a whole big hubbub about you know uh them having this deal where essentially sony would allow marvel to produce you know help produce the uh, the film yeah but that was only for like a a specific number of like films and it wasn't for the entire spider-man universe it was just basically for specifically spider-man yeah um so what i wonder is is this going to be another one of those kind of like package deals where it's just like okay like this this um is going to be like co-produced by both marvel slash disney as well as uh sony um i don't know that's that's a very interesting aspect that can kind of flavor how the movie ultimately sort of like ends up um but uh but, but yeah and then like so like if the movie is produced um obviously it's going to be like a, a marvel project right regardless of who owns it yeah um at least i'm hoping that well it it, it might not be is what i'm saying yeah well so what i was going to say is i hope this is a marvel project um because we know that marvel produces good work um if this is yeah, like so, a film sony's pro- about to send them kills after you. <laughs> if, we, if we if this movie is produced under the sony umbrella then <laughs> I, I think we're you know it could be a hit or it could be a huge miss but really quickly give me like sure. a list of like three actresses who you'd be who you think could play a great spider woman yeah that's what um, i'm looking at like a kind of like some short lists here spider woman Just because she's fresh on my mind, I would say, as well, she's just a great actress. I would say, like, give me somebody like Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Give me Zoe Kravitz. Um, I'm trying to think of who else might 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 be great. Um, 
if we're doing a spider woman i don't know exactly how old spider woman's supposed to be but maybe like a Charlize Theron, like she's always doing all these crazy ass action movies. You I know? think she's a little bit Charlize on the older side. But I, that's it. That's just it. I don't know. I don't know how old Spider Woman is supposed to be. It is Spider Woman, not yeah. Spider Girl. So, you know, I don't I don't know how old she's supposed to be. Yeah, I was I, I'm just going to throw a few names out there. Uh, Zoe Zazie Beats. OK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would be one. dope. Uh, but she was one. already in a Marvel movie, right? She was already in Deadpool. I don't count. So Jessica that, that Alba. Was, that was before they got into the Marvel Universe. That yeah. was when we were with Fox. So Jessica Alba. Okay. So if Charlize Theron is old, I mean. Uh, Charlize Theron is... looks old. Jessica Alba <laughs> doesn't look as, as old. Um, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. All the women are about to come for you with this <laughs> fucking ages and shit. Uh, um, but Chloe Grace Moretz, who played in uh, Kick-Ass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think she'd yeah. be a good one. Sure. Um, and then probably the last one on my list would be... Uh, I'm going to go with, like, Diane Kruger, depending on how old they're going. Or, what the fuck? Diane yeah, yeah, yeah. Kruger, but you... But at least she's Charlize cool. Charlize Theron she's is cool. old. Um, what the fuck? Or <laughs> Mara Rooney, or Rooney Mara. All right, she's, uh, nah, she's too, Charlize anyway. Theron is back on the table. My, right? my, my, my top pick is going to be like Zazie Beats. I think okay. she would do great yeah. um, in in a role like this, or Chloe Grace Moretz, who you know we know she can pull off the action stunts, yeah, if necessary. Yeah. Uh, either way, I think it's, it's going to be a kind of a dope situation. I think uh, uh, you know from what we've seen from um, uh, Olivia Wilde already. I think you know she she's. I think more than capable of pulling off a, a great movie. Obviously she only has one credit, I think under her name, as far as directing goes, but from what I understand, she's gotten a bunch of other projects sort of, yeah. in the, uh, 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 you know, in, in the works. Oh, hold um, on. Last one though. Who's that girl from, uh, she, I think she like was an actress on blackish, like the young girl, her name's like Shia. Oh no. Um, you're talking about, uh, damn it. And now that you asked me her name, I want to, uh, you know, Yara Shahidi, I believe she, that might be, uh, I, I might be butchering that, but uh, it's something like that. But you know who I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, do, I, I think do, she yeah. would also, because like she kind of already has that, like, you know, kind of like that nerdy. Um, she has the nerdiness, but I don't know if she has the action. I don't, I've never seen her run on Hopefully, Black-ish, Hopefully, so. that, hopefully <laughs> she has that in her and that could be trained. But I yeah. think that would be like uh, an interesting pull. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Either way, uh, some dope shit, uh, some dope news that, uh, that we got from this week. Hey, shout out to all the uh, uh, women. Um, finally fucking at least you know I'm sure by the numbers it's probably not that yeah, much yeah it's probably just but, like five but, uh, like, but it, it's great you know, we've way, got yeah. uh, a lot of great news like uh, we have uh, Nia DaCosta you know who's going to be directing Captain Marvel Captain 2 Captain Marvel, yep. Marvel film Marvel's alright okay Marvel I see you try yeah. to make sure that no way comes for you that's all those directors yeah like, Marvel's yo, like yo uh, we, we're not going to get caught up in this, in this shit hire as many as possible <laughs> Uh, and, and we've also had a lot of female yeah. directors direct uh, like some of the Marvel series uh, that have appeared on like Netflix, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Iron Fist and uh, uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. We have a lot of female directors who have directed those shows. So I think Marvel's definitely on the right side of this. Uh, they're trying to be at least. I don't know if uh, I'm always skeptical of of large. Well, hopefully they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on to our next story. Um, some really sad fucking news, man. Like every now and then you just hear some shit where you're just like, what the fuck, dude? In this era of, uh, you know, we're trying to understand exactly who we are as a nation. You know, we're trying to we're trying to parse through a lot of fucking hard topics. And what what always helps right in every era, there's always those voices that help 
translate the things that are going on in those eras, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I would say in the 2000s, right? It was, uh, it was, or at least maybe, yeah, in the 2000s, I would say it's Jon Stewart, right? With The yep. Daily Show, right? Helped translate like a whole bunch of shit for people who like just aren't that aware about politics or, you know, like whatever. He put it into a context that that that's funny, that's in, in you know. Which engaging. went on to birth a lot of other Daily Shows. Um, Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, you know, right John up. Oliver, Sam B., uh, yep. uh, uh, Colbert, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all those, all of those people are kind of like off branches of Stewart, um, you know, and, and so it's rare sometimes that you get, uh, it, it seems like it's a very specific field though, that, that get these opportunities, right? You know, the common thread between Jon Stewart, Oliver, uh, Colbert, they're all just white dudes, even Sam B. All right, she's a woman, but she's white, you know? So here comes fucking Hassan Minaj, who, you know, uh, you know, he's uh, he's obviously not white, uh, you know, um, and he was the representation um, for a different kind of voice in this field. And not just a different voice as in like just, you know, in terms of who he is, but like literally like his comedy was just different than it was a different take than than a lot of these other you know uh comedians who who get these shows yeah and you know he gets this uh uh show patriot act on netflix and it's just like yo do your fucking thing and he did his thing you know yeah, he, six seasons yeah. six seasons and it's dope shit it's not like it's like ah, eh, this shit is kind of whack no it's engaging it's informative it's it's funny you know it's all these things and then netflix is just like yeah fuck that yeah like, and it's just like you're going to cancel it? Yeah. Now? Did Netflix, and, and I checked out the article here, did Netflix release an official statement on why the show I don't think was so. canceled? No. I didn't see that I, either. Yeah, I, I searched and I searched for like a, a like a concrete reason for why the show uh, was canceled and I, yeah. I was not able to get like a definitive. And Hassan took to Twitter and posted a message of, um, just basically saying like, what a run, you know, um, Patriot Act is coming to an end. Um, and, and it seems like he is taking it uh well or like taking it in stride it doesn't seem like there's like at least on the surface that there was huge conflict as to why uh the show is coming to an end um but six seasons 39 episodes and so the seventh season will be the last i believe correct it's no. not like oh it's no, canceled it's, immediately it's, it's just immediately oh shit i thought that um the no, seventh season re- was gonna be it's last. not returning for a seventh gotcha yeah that's fucking crazy tosh.0 <laughs> is is about to enter it's like what i think this is going to be the last season of like 16 seasons or something like that yeah um and i mean his style of comedy is just it's very dated um yeah but and and netflix has a lot of shows coming out that follow the format of patriot act right so i don't know if they're saying hey this show has had six seasons we've got a lot of new content coming out and we're not a new shows we're constantly looking for the new um but you know, and I, I've only seen a few episodes of Patriot Act. I mm. love every episode that I saw. I chose them selectively. Um, this this does seem weird. Yeah, this one does. I, I want to hear like an official statement from Netflix as to like, I don't why think they made it. I don't think you're going to get one. I think you're what all you're really going to get is just like a, you know, basically it's the same thing that they've done with pretty much all their series, which yeah. is. And so so th- this isn't an official word, um, but uh, from this article that I uh, uh, was reading from Variety, they they say something that I was like, oh, that's interesting. So uh, so they, they note that 
uh, there's other shows that like uh, common or um, like talk shows that have also tried and have essentially failed mm-hmm. um uh like uh chelsea ha- handler she she had a, a show called chelsea that was canceled yeah um, i forgot about that the break with michelle wolf um was was canceled i think after like one season mm-hmm. um the joe McHale show uh was canceled i think after one season um and and i think that and, and what they also say in this article is, is that sources uh, stressed, and I'll just read directly from it, uh, sources stressed uh, to Variety that when it comes to renewal decisions for any program, uh, Netflix heavily weighs viewership against the cost of production. So I think that's them saying basically like, yeah, people just weren't watching the show versus how much, you know, yeah. it took to make the show. Which is fair. I mean, it, you know, if the first few seasons are doing well, and then season four, viewership teeters off, season five, viewership teeters off, season six, and you, you continue to see decline in viewership. Yeah. Um, I could, that could justify the reason to cancel. It just seems six seasons sounds long, but it still seems, feels a bit soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it does feel a bit soon. And, and, it, and especially right now when, like the country's in a fucking tailspin. We've got an election coming up. We need mm. voices to be able to translate shit yeah. for us, to be able to put the shit in a context for us, to be able to to speak to us, you know, in our own language, yeah. right? Like I think uh, a lot of these other comedians, it's just like, oh, they're cool. Like I love John Oliver. I love Sam B. I love uh, um, Colbert, but I don't know. They're not. They're not like they don't yeah. have theirs. The streets, you know. what I mean, like it, it, it at least felt like. And, and what I loved about the Patriot Act is that it talked about a lot of different things that weren't just about strictly about politics, which I think that's like value to let somebody know that, A, like, I'm with the shits. Like, I, I, I like, you know, I speak your language, you know, um, and that that's something that I don't think that, like, you know, some of these other shows can really like they can't capture that. You know? Yeah. Trevor um, Noah, it's up to you now. Oh, God. Yeah, don't love, say that. Love, <laughs> love Trevor Noah. Yeah. Uh, um, you know what? Truth, truth be told, I've kind of soured on, on Noah. Like, and I don't think it's through any fault of his own. I think it's 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 mostly through the fact that, like, I think comedy, you can only do so much with Comedy Central. Yeah. That it's just like, all right, this shit is for the birds. Because it is like network television at the end of the day, right? Yeah. But I, I think where Trevor Noah still manages to like, keep his edge for me and like uh, keep his authenticity is in his stand-up comedy. Mm. Um, if you watch his stand-up comedy and you go watch him on uh, um, uh, Comedy Central's The Daily Show, yeah. um, you'll be like, you, you'll you'll see like the difference, mm-hmm. but you'll know that in his comedy, he keeps it 100 and when he's on TV, there's only so much that you can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like to, to your point, I think Hassan Minaj with Patriot Act, he gave you a different voice that was not like your network television voice where he could be a little bit more honest. He could be a little bit more edgy and still do things that are like uh, fun and interesting where he talks about, like, I think he did a, a, the episode on like, what was it? Bape or um, Supreme. Uh, uh, Supreme. Yeah. 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 He could do stuff like that, but also still talk about like politics from an educated standpoint. Yeah. Um. So, you know. Yeah. It was actually funny. So I, when I was like kind of looking into this, I saw a few people post this, but this is just a particular person that I saw with this particular thing. Uh, they were saying that this is the joke that got uh, 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 the paycheck pulled. And basically he's talking about like companies that don't pay shit in taxes. Yeah. And he like, and he's highlighting, and I wish I could play the audio, but, uh, but it's just- He like, highlights Netflix. So he highlights Netflix. So they're like, uh, this, might, this might've been the one. Somebody <laughs> was like, yeah, you know what? I don't know if we're going to do a season seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so anyways, uh, RIP, man. Um, but, you know, Hasan Minaj, he'll, you know, he, he's- 
he's going to be a voice that's going to be valued, you know, for, for yeah, years to come. I think we're going to see him again. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hulu has already sent him a text like, hey, David. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> you <up? laughs> um, so quick question, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. We, we know what happens when like professional athletes get traded, right? Sometimes yeah. they get the news from their agent beforehand. Sometimes they find out uh, like Derek Rose, when he got traded from the Chicago Bulls, he found out while he was doing an interview from a text message from his friend who had saw it on TV. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I wonder how Hassan Minaj, like what, how he got the news or like how in these situations when you're like, you're doing a Netflix show and the show gets canceled or you're doing a, you know, a regular show or you're doing a movie and it gets canceled or cut, how they uh, deliver the news to like, you know, the actors and actresses. Yeah. I think they do a Grammy just like they do the the athletes, which is You think so? Yeah. They just, or you know what? Truth be told, because I don't, like you, you don't necessarily want to burn bridges, mm-hmm. right? So I think maybe in TV or film, like especially the higher profile name you are, the more delicate they are about it. Like, yeah, they might, they might just like, I don't think they'll tip you off because that's the courtesy thing to do is to be like, hey, we're thinking about doing this, like, yeah, you know, like just to, like give you the heads up so you're not blindsided by this. This is this might be a way we're going. So I, I don't even think they do that though. They they probably just like just call you up like, hey, hey, Hassan, are you busy right now? Yeah. Uh, are you sitting are yeah. you sitting down <laughs> whenever someone asks you are you sitting down at the very beginning of a conversation just hang up the phone immediately it's never good news it. yeah. it's never yeah, just it's never anything good. pretend like you're going through a tunnel do yeah. something yeah because it's not going to and you might actually want to sit down yeah yeah uh yeah um you know yeah just with you know these viewership numbers like we had a conversation like last month like hey you know the numbers aren't looking that great for the show I don't know. I think, yeah, I think we're we're, we're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna have to like uh, eighty six it. Yeah, I'm sorry. What the no, fuck? Sixty nine it or is it eighty six? Is eighty six sixty nine? It's probably eighty six. Eighty six yeah. sounds better. <laughs> sounds less sexual. Sixty nine uh, it. It's like whoa. And then he's like, and then he's confused too. He's like, wait, is it eighty nine? Yeah. Or uh, you make a joke about it? Eighty nine, sixty six, or whatever. Know. You know how these <laughs> things go, Hassan. <laughs> so you'll you'll receive an email soon. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know what you're yeah. You're just saying a lot of things very you're fast. Just, what the fuck? Yeah, that, that's how you deliver the bad news. You say a lot of shit. Then, you know what? I'll, I'll send you the rest of the email soon. That's it. It's like, wait, what? Um, but yeah. you know what they do? They probably have the agent to it. Um, probably. Reach out yeah. to the agent. Like, hey, we decided yeah. to move forward on this show. Yeah. Um, you know, talk to your talk to your client. Deliver yeah. the news. Yeah. Uh, how do you... Uh, another quick one. How do you like bad news delivered? Uh, Just straight up. I, don't, I hate the I hate the let's dance around it kind of situation. Uh, fuck that. Just give me the give me the shit. Let me figure out what the fuck I'm doing with it, and then we can keep it pushing. Like yeah. don't don't fucking like. I hate when it's just like so. Um, like I hate people who dance around like what it is that they're trying to say. Yeah. Because it's like okay, well now am I not only getting the bad news, but now you're forcing me to translate the fucking stupid shit you're saying yeah. into like a comprehensive and I have like, to try and be forward. nice yeah and and sh- put on a g- no, good face to it I just say speak frankly yeah is what my at the beginning are. of the phone call if I'm getting bad news like if I'm Hassan Minaj just say you know like you know hey Hassan uh, Netflix has decided to cancel the show um, here are the reasons why tell yeah. me the bad shit up front and then give me like the opportunity to like hear you out and then ask questions you know, along the way. Yeah. Now, I don't want to li- have to listen to you like s- stammer with your words for three minutes and then give me the bad news. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, either way, man, uh, the, the Patriot Act will indeed be missed. I, I still think that, uh, that people are going to go back and like watch the fucking episodes because they're going to be invaluable for 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 years to come. Yeah. And um, how long does Netflix keep the show? I think it's just uh, going to because it's, it's grimy. It's just going to keep it. Why would it pull it down? You know? Yeah, true. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, yeah. Like 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 Netflix gives a shit about having content on its platform. You know how much crazy shit is on Netflix? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if it's there, it's going to be there for life. You know, yeah. it's the it's the new NWO for life. You didn't get that right. No, I didn't get it. Reference. I got the NWO thing, but I don't I don't watch wrestling. Uh, uh, only yeah. me. Terrible only me. joke. Uh, it's a great joke. Uh, all right. So let, let's move on to our uh, to our, our, our next uh, story here. Uh, so, of course, Idris Alba is back in the, uh, the headlines. Uh, of course, this conversation about Bond keeps popping up every like few fucking months. It's just like, oh, you know, maybe we'll give it. You know what I, what I hate about this whole thing? Who else do they dangle a carrot out in front of like this? Like as far as like roles in in what in maybe even more specifically Bond, right? Like so for, for those who don't know, Idris Alba has been long rumored that he's been considered, you know, one of the next in line after Daniel Craig to play Bond yeah. uh, in in the Bond series. Um and and basically, he's come out and been like, uh, "It'd be great to," but no, nah, they haven't said shit to, to shit to me about yeah. it. You know, uh, and I think it's more of a fan thing than like an actual like consideration from the producers of the James Bond series. Um, and so, who else do they like do shit like this with? Love like, like, like I don't remember them I, having I think like of... this like thing with Daniel Craig of like, oh. Oh, maybe you'll yeah. play Bond. I don't know. Maybe you know, no. like I don't. I don't know. It's just it seems stupid to me. This and scene. and even though this started off as a fan thing, where I think a lot of fans were calling to you know see the the, the Bond character, maybe because again, Bond is he's an alias. He's not like necessarily a person. So anyone can play Bond, right? Women can play Bond. You've had this argument. Before. We've had this argument before. Um, but anyone can play Agent 007, alias James Bond, right? Uh, but yeah, this seems to keep being dangled out in front of him. And at this point, you would have imagined, would have imagined someone internally may have act, like even just reached out to to Elba to have a conversation, right? Let's, let's talk. Have. Let's talk about your interest. Yeah. Like, are you genuinely interested in playing this role? If so, maybe we can audition. Maybe we can read whatever. Or I, I wonder if Idris Elba and his team have reached out to the you know the. The, I believe Bond is a Universal Pictures or no, Universal. It's not, it's not Universal. It's um, Paramount. I want to say it's MGM. It's either MGM or Sony. It might be MGM. I think it's MGM actually, or at least it used to be MGM. I don't know. I, I forget yeah. exactly who they're with. Uh, uh, so I wonder if uh, Idris Elba's people have reached out to the people at MGM or whichever studio produces uh, uh, or owns the Bond content to like start that conversation. But either way, uh, to your point, like you know, once a year, this this is like a topic of conversation. Um, I don't know who else is. I mean, I'm sure they they have a short list, but. I, I would imagine Idris Elba has to be at the top of that short list at this point. Yeah. I mean, either way, I don't give a shit. Whoever they, they do, whoever, if they pick anybody else to play, uh, and I'm not saying that they have to pick Idris Elba, but I think it's going to be very disappointing if they pick another white male to play. No, Bond. they're definitely going to pick another white dude. It's, it's, it's going to be like, okay, you conclusion. know, now you're, you're trying hard to not try something new. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're really interested in trying anything new. Um, okay, so, but luckily, uh, and, and it, I think, I believe it is MGM that produces the, uh, uh, the, the along with uh, Eon, 
uh, productions that produces the uh, the Bond films. But uh, so luckily for Idris Alba, he's actually sitting in not a bad spot because he's still doing shit outside of the Bond and also fucking James Bond's a grind, right? Like it's like I got to sign on for like eight pictures. And yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you can't just play one no, Bond movie. You, you have to do at least three. You know? um, and so uh, so he's actually in the middle of or he just inked a deal with, uh, uh, you know, uh, ring a bell if you've heard this you know before uh, you know uh, we just talked about apple before but he signed a deal with apple to produce uh or to to star in as well as uh produce um uh such a sort of like espionage spy thriller kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh movie so maybe he's either considering this as like an audition for bond or maybe he's just like man fuck you i'll produce my own shit yeah, yeah. and it'd be with, twice this, as with this apple money yeah, <laughs> and you know they got a big bag uh Yo. the first two well, well, trillion dollar company yeah uh well uh apple Apple has now reached a two trillion dollar valuation, making it the uh, highest earning or grossing or largest company uh, ever to exist. Yeah, uh, that's fucking. So crazy. they got they got a few backs over there. Uh, yeah. So, but we'll we'll talk about Apple and their money uh, here shortly. Uh, but he's. Uh, I'll just read directly from this uh, movie web uh, article. Uh, Elba is set to star in the lead and will be teaming up with uh, X Men Dark Phoenix director Simon uh, uh, Kinberg. Uh, for the project um i don't know i don't know if it's uh it, i don't think it has like a title yet um it's uh details are of it are kind of being sort of like you know yeah, people are being tight-lipped about it but uh but it's supposed to be a spy movie with romance apparently um and so uh so yeah um i think i, I think if this is kind of like an audition for for Bond, I think it is a smart play, right? Because it's like, yeah, like just see how dope the shit's going to be with me just showing you how dope it's going to be. Yeah. Know? And I think it just Alba's a smooth ass dude. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you want this dude as Bond? You know, like he has all the fucking qualities. You, he's suave. Everything. He's charismatic. He can clearly do the, all the action. He just yeah. got done beating up the Rock and uh, Jason Statham. You know, so yeah. it's like he's got the credentials. He's in got every the way. physicality. He's boxing. You know, yeah. like he just does that. And like he doesn't he do like fucking like Muay Thai or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I mean, he had his first shit. professional boxing fight. I think it was like last year. So like he's yeah. he's about that shit in yeah. real life. He's a fucking DJ too. Yeah. You know. Don't you want to be Yeah, I know. Damn, man. Come on. Like, this is this is fucking this is a very talented guy. He's a very talented dude. Um <laughs> so real, real quickly though, give me a short list of like who do you think uh n- name the worst actor you think that could play Bond. Uh, you know what? Give me one actor who you think would be horrible at playing James Bond, and then one someone outside of acting, like a, a musician or something. I'm tired like that. of all these lists, I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, just throw it out there. Uh, somebody who could not I play James horrible. Bond? Uh, I don't know. There, that that list is so lengthy because not that many people can play Bond, but who uh, definitely cannot? Uh, uh, what's his name? His last name's Black. Jack Black. Jack, oh. Jack Black can't be Bond. I, <laughs> Fuck that'd no. be a weird Bond. Yeah. You know? And not even just because he, he doesn't like look like what we're used to Bond looking like. It's just because it's like you just be getting these weird ass like, oh, yeah. oh, and it's just like, uh, all right. <laughs> Jack Black would make a terrible James Bond. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Little Rel. <laughs> he would make a fucking what? horrible James Bond. Yeah, why are we choosing all the uh, the 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 plumpier, the heavier? Like, we, we should, should, let's choose somebody who's not, not convincing me. 
<laughs> Let's choose somebody who's like who's who's more who's, who's more. All right, Dwayne Johnson couldn't play the rock. Oh, couldn't play uh, 007. He's no. just too fucking big. No, no, it's not he's, even that he's too big. He's, it's, 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 it, I, he has a different type of uh, charisma than you would expect from like a Bond. And yeah. also, you know, who who knows if we're gonna keep this whole like Bond being like a womanizer and all this other stuff going on? Yeah, I don't think the Rock could pull that off. If that's no. the direction they still want to go in. So yeah, um, so yeah. Uh, and you then, know who couldn't? So uh, someone outside of uh, acting, really, and really quickly, then we'll move on. I just want to hear because I got a funny one. Somebody outside of acting. Uh, somebody outside of acting. Oh, I don't. I don't know. You, you say yours, and I'll you know say what I want to see. I yeah. want to hear like DMX do a table read <laughs> for <laughs> hey, yo for James Bond. Hey yo, Q. What's up with the weapons? Oh, huh? The dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. That would be fucking hilarious if they had DMX come in and do a table read for James Bond. Hey, yo, did that wire go through? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me, give me one, give me one. Who you got? Uh, all right, somebody who would be a good. Well, now all I can think about is DMX is uh, James Bond. But um, fuck, real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, somebody who's outside of acting. Uh, um, you got it. You're almost there. Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with the, the the sports person and I was trying to no, but Joe Joe Flacco, he has too much of like the, the what we would consider like a classical. Oh, yeah. that's James Bond. He has too much of that look. So I don't I don't want Flacco. Yeah. You know, hey yo, Stephen A Smith. Yeah, I was going to think of somebody <laughs> that like that, like Skip Bayless or like Stephen A Smith as like Bond, you, you know? know who might be able to do it? TI. <laughs> I think that's yeah, be such a because he just bot. used so like big words, Yo, so much big words. you know, yeah. like hey, uh, you want to get shot like <laughs> expeditiously? <laughs> this whole situation right here, you know, we need to resolve this, this matter cap, this in, cap. <laughs> with the cab sideways. Oh, that'd be so hilarious! All right, let's move the fuck on. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to my man, Idris Alba. Looking forward to this film that he's uh, he's going to come out with. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully this whole nonsense with fucking Bond gets cleared up and I just name somebody. I don't even give, I don't even give a fuck at this point. Just name somebody, whoever the fuck is going to be the next Bond. I, obviously I, I think they maybe can't do it before they release this Bond because yeah. it's just like, all right, well then now you're stepping on those two. And fuck, but, release the movie already. Well, yeah, they, they are. New, uh, November, I think uh, is, is the target time. For, but in uh, theaters, right? I believe so. Oh, just yes. do it tomorrow. So. VOD. Uh, I'll, I'll pay for it. Just do yeah, it. I know VOD is ruining everything as far as like our expectations for, for movies. Um, but uh, let, let, let's move on here to uh, to our next story. Um, so uh, so this is kind of like a couple stories kind of like wrapped up in one. But I really wanted to kind of like examine something. Um, but uh, so word broke. Uh, I think it was either last week or the week before uh, this past week or the week before that. Um Martin Scorsese, as well as Leonardo DiCaprio, both ink deals with Apple TV Plus to with their own respectable, uh, respected uh, production companies to produce uh, films and shows for Apple TV. It's a come up for fucking Apple, right? Yeah, uh, it, it's clearly, uh, you know, uh, they're trying to make some moves. They're trying to make some waves. They've signed out like a whole bunch of fucking talent. Right. But I kind of wondered. Is that paying off for them? Really? Um, so uh, so it, to kind of rewind the, the clock here. Uh, so it turns out that Apple's actually producing uh, and we talked about this a while ago, but it, they're they're producing Killers of the Flower Moon, which is a new film that's going to be coming out uh, on Apple TV 
but it's uh it's going to be directed by Scorsese mm-hmm. uh as and it's going to star DiCaprio as well as uh, De Niro uh as well. Uh the movie's expensive. Uh it's I think close to 200 million dollars this movie. Yeah. Which you know, it's not a Transformers movie, so it's it's under I don't understand why it's 200 billion dollars, yeah. but whatever. And we know DiCaprio doesn't really do much CGI or action, right? Yeah. I think so, the closest he got was uh, Revenant, uh, but uh, the there bear, wasn't, yeah. yeah, there wasn't that much. I think that was like he was literally fighting a bear. Is what yeah. I what I understand. The bear was no, he wasn't <laughs> fighting the bear. He was trying to survive. The bear. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, too, like, what, where does the money go? I, I don't know. The, the The Killers of Flower Moon, from what I understand, the the script itself doesn't. It's not lending itself to like much. Like it's it's a it's about. I think, I think it's a story. I want to say that involves like. It's in like North Dakota or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a realistic story. It's not supposed to be like fucking like Marvel film. You yeah. Know? Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's why it's costing that much. But in any event, uh, so they're already producing that for Apple TV. So you know, obviously, if they're signing these deals, if both of their production companies are signing these, these deals with Apple TV, they're not fucking inexpensive. I can guarantee you that. You know that uh, that they're signing them to some serious money. If it's a multi-picture, multi-show kind of situation you know um and so uh this got me to thinking of like well what the fuck is apple doing because they're actually producing really great content right like we both love the um uh uh the morning show uh they've got uh some other series that are that are that are pretty great um and so the more i watch of the apple tv plus uh and they got to come out with a better name too just come out with something shorter i don't just I don't want to have to say Apple TV Plus in order to distinguish from Apple TV because Apple TV is kind of a different thing than just Apple TV Plus. I don't know. Yeah, it's very they fucking just need to get rid of Apple TV. The yeah. little, the little yeah, yeah. nobody like, who even fucking has yeah. that anymore. Nobody. Uh, so, um, but but I was wondering like what like what their numbers actually look like, and so I try to like look it up. Uh, what what they actually look like for the numbers. The the most I was able to scrounge up was uh, this article from The Verge that talked about uh, what the numbers were. And I'm just going to read a little bit from this article. Um, Without official numbers, the industry is left to rely. And this is all the way back from May of this year. Uh, so obviously this might have changed. But um, uh, recent estimates uh, um, suggested that Apple has approximately 33 million TV plus uh, TV plus subscribers. But uh a Bloomberg article cites a person with knowledge claiming the number is uh, closer to 10 million. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, uh, all right, you ain't doing that well. Yeah. Um, so, so put that into context, the, the article kind of goes on. Uh, HBO now has just under 10 million subscribers. Uh, and uh, H, uh, Hulu has just, uh, just over 32 million subscribers, but both are available exclusively in the U the U S uh, to compare, Apple TV Plus is available in more than 100 countries. So Apple TV is basically available everywhere, and they only have roughly, we're thinking, yeah. according to insiders, 10 million uh, active 10 subscribers. 10 million subscribers. Yeah. And also, another thing that's pointed out is, is like they all got it for free, right? Because everybody who's got it, like an Apple... Who bought know, an whatever, iPhone 11 or, or newer device got yeah, it for free. Got, yeah, got the Apple TV for free. Um, So... Keep in mind, though, uh, when Apple first was talking about doing Apple TV Plus, they set a content budget for it or, or they, they appropriated funds for it. Six billion dollars mm-hmm. is what they set aside. Basically, be like, yeah, like, let's start the shit up. Yeah, but that was what they made in 2004. So that's 2004. No, 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 money no, 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 no,
they set the just for content for Apple TV Plus. That's not talking about Apple as a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just talking about Apple TV Plus, meaning that when they said, okay, like, let's start the shit. Let's yeah, bring people Six billion dollars we're going to dedicate to just that. billion dollars? Yeah. Fuck, listen. I don't care who it is. Get Oprah, get, uh, who else is in there? Sign uh, everybody. Scorsese. I'm surprised uh, they didn't sign Patrick Mahomes before <laughs> the Chiefs did, <laughs> yeah. just to lock him up. <laughs> like, yeah, whoever's a free agent right now, I'm, fuck catching footballs. I'm trying to do TV shows. Yeah. Apple's signing everybody. I mean, but, yeah. Uh, so t- to that point, right? So they sure. set aside $6 billion dedicated to um, funding uh, pr- and um, producing content for Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of money. But when when we look at who we're talking about, this is Apple, right? Again, we just uh, mentioned it earlier. Uh, Two trillion dollar valuation, uh, the richest company in uh, in in the history of the world, right? Yeah. Uh, so six billion dollars in that case is not a lot. So you can sign, yeah, sign Scorsese, sign Leo. Let's get Matt Damon, Ben Affleck in here. Let's let's get Idris Elba. Let's do something with Will Smith. Can we work with Oprah? Fucking whoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's buy Tupac's catalog. <laughs> Let's do a thing about Biggie and Pac. Let's, let's just clone that. Tupac. Let's, yeah. just, you know let's get Suge Knight not? out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do? Let's do everything. Let's start a football team just so we can do a movie about a football team. Um, yeah. But here's what I think Apple might be doing. I think you, you look at what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes deal, right? So Patrick yeah. Mahomes deal was to the tune of about uh, upwards of like $535 million, but only $65 million of that was fully guaranteed, right? Yeah. So we're going to give you a huge contract, a massive fucking contract. Only a small amount of it is guaranteed. I wonder if Apple's doing anything like that where like, you know, they're like, hey, like we want to sign you and your, your production company to uh, um, to do uh, some work for us, right? And, you know, the contract's worth is $400 million. That's what your, your company is going to be able to play with. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to stretch that out across certain pro- projects, right? Over yeah. time. And, you know, your first project isn't going to have a $400 million budget, but we're offering you up to $400 million. So on the surface, it looks like, whoa, Apple's making big moves. But I think that money might be a little bit lower um, than the surface level. Yeah. I, 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 I think that they specifically started out with like oh yeah we're not worried about like getting like the new subscribers we're worried about just building a catalog that is respectable right yeah. that we can get a foothold in the new content arena because they didn't they do have older content but uh on on the apple tv plus but that's all content that's just like like you have to pay to like watch right um, yeah uh uh like the, uh, the movies like will rent you know movies that just came out that we have to rent in order to watch yada yada like so it's like they're they're really concentrated on making new content, not just recycling old shit. So I think that they started out with like we don't give a shit, like like ten million subscribers, thirty. It doesn't matter to us. We yeah. don't really get money's not really like we don't give a shit about money. We we are concerned with producing content that's great. Now they did have some successes along the way, right? Like so it turns out that uh, the the movie that you mentioned before, Greyhound, uh, with Tom Hanks, it actually did really well on uh, on on the platform because I, I believe it was a case where. Like COVID just happened and uh, Greyhound was about to be released. Mm-hmm. And and then it was like, oh, shit, like theaters are shut down. Like, what are we going to do? And I think they just ended up selling the movie to uh, Apple TV. Um, and uh, and then it turned out to be, at least according to them, uh, I'll read a little bit from. 
I'll read a little bit from this uh, this deadline article here. Uh, so uh, the move of Tom Hanks' uh, summer blockbuster Greyhound from box office streaming stirred a lot of buzz uh, with Apple acquiring the film for a reported $75 million. Based on report from deadline, it seems the, uh, the investment uh, paid off uh, whilst Apple doesn't officially report uh, viewing numbers. Deadlines sources say that the Greyhound's opening uh, weekend resulted in viewership uh, commensurate. I don't know why you have to use complicated words. Yeah, uh, with usually, a, a, basic words yeah, variety. Uh, with a um, or, or deadline uh, with yeah, a yeah. Uh, summer too. theatrical uh, box office uh, big hit. So like you know, obviously they can just be blowing smoke up everybody's ass. Um, but they said this resulted in Apple TV Plus uh, seeing its biggest uh, ever opening weekend, um, which might not be saying that much since they for one just started, and then two, they haven't had much movies that are like yeah, you know, club bangers, you know, so to speak. I think um, Apple TV Plus, I think they know what they're doing. I think they set aside that money for a reason. They're investing heavy up front, um, investing in content, and they know that with great content, viewership will come. Um, and obviously, uh, they have the most dynamic like platform with like being able to link the, your, your devices, uh, their product with their online product. Uh, so I, I think they're playing it smart. I think they're following maybe like a Netflix format. Yeah. Um, but like what Netflix did early on was like, lease a lot of content now netflix is going into producing their own content right whereas apple's like okay we like that that was a smart move we're gonna sign a lot of really talented people we're gonna start producing content first and then 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 uh viewership will come and then we'll also start to lease content so yeah uh, you know they know what they're doing yeah uh at least to 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 a relative degree uh but in any case we'll uh we'll, we'll kind of move on from this uh, if all else just, fails new iphone coming there you go. yeah i mean that's <laughs> forget uh, if all else fails that's just the default like, yeah yeah new, new iPhone. iphone is just gonna come out uh regardless of whatever the fuck has, uh, happens outside of that uh all right so um so yeah yeah we can move on from from apple uh ladies and gentlemen um you know as, as is always the case uh as we say each and every week, another one, another one, another one. Um, I'm sorry, DJ Khaled. I'm going to steal it. Special yeah, cloth yeah. alert. Special cloth alert. alert. I, I wonder if I'm going to get sued. I don't that. know why I put the. I love your last album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even name it. Uh, could you name his last his last album? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Father of Assad. That wasn't the last one. That was the second last one. He had another one since I, then. I didn't, no, he didn't. I just he made it up. Father of Assad was the last one. Um. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got another press play for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this week we are talking about uh, the the much critically acclaimed tax collector, uh, which uh, you know. L- let me let me give you the low low here. Uh, so this uh, film was, uh, of course, directed by David Ayer. Uh, as re- well as written by Ayer as well, uh, and. Uh, uh, and, and let me give you the quick synopsis. A uh, tax collector working for a local crime lord finds his family uh, family safety compromise when the rival uh, of his boss shows up in L.A. Uh, uh, and upends the business. Uh, so that's kind of like the dirty of it. Um, let, let's not, you know, mince words or waste time. Let's just jump into what we think uh, of the, the plot of this movie. Uh, what do we think of the tax collector. Uh, so the plot, obviously, again, uh, uh, main character David plays a tax collector. Um, I, I love like the build up, right? It, you know, it kind of tells us who these guys are, 
um, what their purpose is and you know ultimately like what their job is what role they play in like the gang drug scene in la you know you, you get the build up between like the relationship between david and shia labeouf um as well as some of the dynamics of his like personal relationships and and just the, their lives as a whole um obviously the drug game is a violent one you have to become you have to be that whether even if you're a family man once you leave the house you got to become that thing so this is not like a unique plot right yeah uh, you know this is a movie about gangs and drugs and violence, right? Mm. Um, I thought in the beginning it had a very, uh, what what seemed like a unique uh, spin to it, right? Mm. They, were, they were taking a unique angle here with the plot, um, where it's going to focus more on the relationship between these two guys uh, navigating this violent drug business in, in, in L.A. Um for me, the plot ultimately fell short uh, as we get towards the end of the movie, which mm. some things I'll dive into a little bit later on. Uh, but on the surface, at the very beginning, the plot looked like this could be something really, really great. And, um, you know, I, I gave it a lot of headspace and it ultimately just didn't meet that. It, it For me, at the end of this, it, it was just another gang, violent drug movie. Uh, yeah, uh, I've got a little more um, specifics than... I, th- I think because I think, you know, if you've already watched a movie, hopefully you have by the time you watch this because we're not not talking about the specifics. But um, there 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 were some things that this thing did up that this movie did up front that was like really fucking good. Right. Like so uh, or not really, really good, but just like just interesting. Right. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting up front was uh, how they kind of brought politics into it. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, uh, as they're checking up on this this new dude who's like having to pay, you know, uh, pay this tax, uh, this, I guess, a new street dealer or whatever the case is. Um, and he he's short on the money that he's supposed to give them. And they're like, what the fuck? You know, so they roll up on him and they're like, yo, where the fuck's the money? And he's like, yo, I couldn't give you the entire thing because I got to pay my daughter's medical bills. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, that's a political, you know, conversation to have. It's like, shit, we don't have health insurance, you know? So it's like, if you're out in these streets doing some wild ass shit, chances are you probably don't have health care. Or you might, I don't know. But you're probably not terribly concerned with health care, you know? Yeah. Um, And so so that brought an aspect into it that I was like, huh, that's that's pretty interesting, right? And then also... I'm sorry. I, I want to stay there for a second. Why sure. did you think that was political? Oh, because, was it because of like the healthcare thing? Yeah, because healthcare itself, I think, is a political. Like it's 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 like okay, if you don't uh, if you don't have like a nine to five, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, like I guess you would have to like peel back the layers a little bit of like just thinking about it a, a little bit. But uh, if you're if you don't have a nine to five, uh, and a lot of shit you do is off the books. Uh, healthcare is tied to employment, right? So, like, unless you're working at like fucking Kinkos or some shit, or just employed by you know some reputable you know employer, yeah, um, that's really all. You, that's really how you get healthcare. Um, now, obviously, if you're a drug dealer, one would think you'd have enough money to at least go on the exchanges and like buy yourself some healthcare because you know that'd be a smart thing to do. Yeah. But I don't know, for whatever reason, you might not be able to do that, you know, for, for X, Y, Z reason. So th- that's why I think it's, okay. It's I thought that was a, I thought it was more of a street politics move where it's okay. like respect 
you know, some like you can earn, you can buy respect, right? If you're like, you know, violent, vicious, if you're known and if you're a hitter in the streets or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can buy that type of respect because people know like, you know, you're a shooter, right? But I think what he did in, in this particular scene that we're talking about is um, he earned the respect of, you know, his, his uh, you know, that the leader of that gang and saying that like, all right, you were short 20K, right? Mm-hmm. I should kill you. But I also understand that your father, your, your daughter has oh. cancer, you have dialysis. So now you will never betray me again because of what I've done for you. Yeah, that I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing anything okay, about that. Okay, gotcha. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that them even bringing that conversation into it about mm-hmm. this this issue with healthcare, that makes it political. Yeah. I don't I don't think that the dynamic between David and, and the guy was like, you know, that that is what it is. That's whatever conversation. Yeah, is whatever conversation. But um, but I think that them introducing the the aspect of it, of thinking of like, oh, shit, like, yeah, do the, all these dudes have health care? You yeah, know, shit, like, don't. you know, you get shot, you get whatever. Like, it's like, you know, you like, what if you get hospital. cancer? You can't just be like, yo, if somebody comes stitch me up. Like, I just need this doctor to stitch me up on the low. Like, no, motherfucker, you need fucking uh, radiation treatment and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Um, so I thought that was interesting. Also, what I thought kind of made it a little bit political is the whole hierarchy of like, it's just a business at the end of the day, right? Like drug dealing, drug dealing or running a fucking fortune 500 company. It's all just, you're just running a business. That's, that's, that's it. So like, you know, I thought it was very interesting that like they had like the layers of it of like, okay, uh, you had David and at first when you get introduced to David, he's like a boss. And you're like, oh shit, David's a boss, right? But then yeah. he's got people he's answering to and he's like trembling as he's talking to them on the phone. Like uh, when he's talking to Wizard over the phone, he's like, uh, yeah. hey, how's it going? And he so realized David's like, just a regional manager. Just a, exactly, yeah. you know. Uh, he, you know, uh, He's the assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. The office <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, those were things that I thought were like interesting about it. It never really at any point hit me that like, oh, this is going to be like a great story. But I was just like, I was at that point, I was willing to give it a chance. I was yeah. like, I'm still riding with you. Things go horribly wrong very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it, first of all, like the pacing of the movies is strange, you know, uh, and maybe we can talk about this when we talk about the, uh, the cinematography slash like the editing. But um, yeah, the pacing of the movie is kind of all fucked up. The storytelling, the, the dialogue, it was all just weird and fucked up like yeah. it was just it was as if like is this they somebody started with 10 great pages and then they didn't know what the fuck to talk about after that like, yeah you know I, I feel like that might be the best way to put it is like uh like you know the first 10 pages right the the, the I feel like they sat down for the table read and they read like the beginning 15 minutes of the movie. Then they were like, yo, let's start filming today. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the, rest, the rest of the story had, had not yet been written. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's so interesting given that um, the, the film was directed by um, uh, David Ayer, who, you know, he he's made some fantastic films, right? Like he, he made, uh, you know, one of the, I think one of the best kind of like, it's not even a buddy cop, but it's like, you know, just like a, it's just a fucking dope ass movie with two cops involved. Uh, End of Watch, yeah, was one of the best films. I, I you know, I, I, I've Michael seen Pena as, as far and, as like, uh, yeah, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, one of a fantastic fucking movie, and he wrote and directed that film, and then, like, and then he wrote this movie, and it's just like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> how the fuck do you go from end of watch to this like yeah. you know um just do the same thing not just yeah, making drug just, deals just do the same thing now uh of course he did have uh suicide squad 
in the middle there. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have taken that as a hint. But uh, but look, I, I was able to forgive Suicide Squad because it's a it's a it's a superhero movie, so it just has a whole bunch of other shit that goes along with it. Um, but this movie was just like the dialogue was bad. The like, uh, you know, the plot was just stupid. You know, uh, in 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 large places. I, I just have random notes here that I took down at uh, random points, and and I promise we'll, we'll try to get through this quickly. All right, his wife, the worst ride or die ever. Uh, whoever uh, and bad is all hell though. God okay, damn, right, she bad. Right, I can't but, even. But yikes! When you need God. somebody as like a. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hold it shit. down for the family. Wolf. She was in between crying, in between like, "What's going on, David? What's happening? Yeah. Like, you see me bloody. Like, what do you mean? What's going on? Yeah, don't like, tr- <laughs> don't try and wipe the blood off my face <laughs> while you're do? supposed to be driving to get the kids. Fucking drive. <laughs> yeah, she she was not the uh, she was not the partner. In, and that was Alexis played by uh, Cynthia Carmona. I mean, yeah. God um, damn though. Uh, this movie had like a lot of like religious aspects to it, but it wasn't always clear of like why, like why we had that. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't always clear of like what like the, what is the point of having all this like religious like imagery as well as just like blatant. You know, they were talking about um like uh sort of like uh, demons and all this other stuff. Uh, I didn't really. And again, I, I'm fully willing to accept that I might be stupid and I just not not might not be knowledgeable about like what they were specifically trying to like hint at or like what the underlying sort of like premise to all of it was. But I thought what yeah. was interesting about that is how like religion is used on both sides, right? Like yeah. if you're, you know, a good everyday church going person you don't commit any crimes don't sell any drugs or whatever you pray to god to protect you and your family and right but these drug dealers are also praying to god to protect their drugs and to keep their keep you know i remember uh, uh, conejo was praying and he was like protect me from the bullets of my enemies yeah, I'm I was like, like wait what like you're uh, killing just random people do we, have the, like, do we believe just... in the same guy <laughs> yeah. um but uh so that actually reminds me of a conversation that um uh creeper as well as david have so between shiloh the bus character and uh, uh i forget the, the name of the gentleman who played david uh uh bobby uh soto um uh Shia Bus is like, man, I want what you have. You know, you got the family, you got this, whatever. And um, and basically he's talking like Shia Bus character. He's like basically just, creepers saying like, oh yeah, I just do all this fucked up shit, but I still want like everything you have. And David's like, oh no, like you gotta you gotta cut all that shit out in order to like you know live right. And so wh- I thought that was actually weirdly enough good foreboding for like the end, where it's just like David's thinking he's living this clean life, but he's really not living a clean life. Yeah, and he ends up losing all those things that he holds precious that he's basically telling creeper that oh like you gotta like start living right but it's like you're not living right so like you don't even deserve all these things by his own standards you don't even deserve all the things that you're talking about so i thought that was good but that was like one thing out of like a trillion things that were terrible about the movie um it was the uh uh and 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 i i wish i could remember the the name of the uh the black uh the 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 dude who's like the head of like the crips um Oh man, who we've oh, seen me. play this same role in a yeah. lot of different movies. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he in Training Day? I'm pretty yeah, sure he was, he was in Training, training Day. Day. Uh, fuck. Ah, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll let you try to find his name. But uh, yo, they were the lamest tag team in the world. Like this dude is. I don't know how old he is. He must be like 50, 60, somewhere years old. He moves like a, a seventy year old. <laughs> uh, David doesn't look like he's ever shot a gun ever. You know, like. 
They were the lamest tag team I could ever imagine. His name was Venom, right? I, th- I think it was uh, in, the, in the movie. Not. I think his name is Brian Martin Ortega, who plays uh, Venom. I don't. I don't know that that's the case. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's the case. You don't think he's Venom? No, he's okay. not Venom. Um, but uh, but in any event, uh, it doesn't really even matter. I just wanted to point out how lame they were as a tag team. Um, and then also too, again, these are all just kind of stream of conscious as I was watching it. If you're David and you're walking into Conejo's like spot, and you're holding some sort of automatic gun, how the fuck do you miss when you roll up on them and they don't know you're there? Oh yeah, how like, did you miss when they're laying in bed and he missed them both? How? Yeah, <laughs> they're right there. <laughs> Listen, these guys are supposed to be shooters too. No, okay, well he's I guess not supposed to be a shooter, but at the same time, like, but bro, you, like I, if you're in this game, you know how to. He, they said they took that an armored truck. Him and Creeper back in the day. You know, you got. Yeah, what did you shoot, do that day? He didn't do anything truck. that day. He just he just showed up like at the end. Like yo, that was like, wild. Money <laughs> right there. All right, let's take that. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, he he missed him, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, and then also too is like uh, when when they were going hand to hand, I was like, is this? Are they trying to like what what, what is like one of the what is that Channing Tatum movie where? Uh, he's like, like, like fight is it back called or fighting or never or back shit? down or something yeah, like that. I felt like I was in a fucking Channing Tatum movie because it was like flashbacks to when he was like learning fucking like jinjitsu. Uh, jinji, uh, I don't yeah. know why I, like I had a brain aneurysm at that exact moment. Yeah, but uh, jujitsu or whatever, you know. And it's just like, is this supposed to be like a tough enough challenge or some shit? Like yeah. where he's like flashing back to when he's I don't like know grappling. If you with ever somebody? have flashbacks when you're getting? Cause you got you got to deal with what's <laughs> no, in front of you. Mollywopped. Yeah, just he's, having he's getting his face beat in <laughs> while having his flashback about you know that, that moment with his shit. coach. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's some that's weird real. ass shit. Um, uh, yeah, it felt like it was like I don't know if you ever watched the movie Lionheart, but it, it felt like a, a scene from like a Lionheart or some shit. Um, uh, I, and then the other note while I was watching, I was like, this movie's pointless. At one point, I was just like, this movie's pointless. There's no point to this fucking movie. There's just there's nothing here. Like there's like there's like the promise of something a little bit, but then there's just like nothing. Um, and then uh, why were some of the English comments in subtitles? They would. I say, didn't have any subtitles. Oh no, they they, they had subtitles when you're speaking Spanish. They had they to have, otherwise you would have just been lost. Yeah, because you don't know Spanish. Oh, bro. I, uh, all right. Okay. All right. Whatever. I'm not a Spaniel. Nope. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> be extremely offensive. Um. Uh. But no. But like some of the English things that they said were in subtitles, and I was like, "What? Mm. It's English. Just well, like, maybe why are you for having English like in Spanish speaking audience who's no, also watching but this movie. You're, you're putting English in subtitles in English, and it's just like. Well, if you speak Spanish, from that? if you speak Spanish, then you need the English subtitles. No, because it's it, it's it's like us seeing Spanish subtitles in uh, in Spanish. It's like this doesn't help me because I don't know Spanish. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck is the point of that? that but, is, oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it now. That is true. like so like they would be saying something, and, and part of it would be in Spanish, and then they would like speak English, but they would still have the English in the subtitle. I'm like, yeah, like it should have been Spanish, or either this should have been Spanish, or they should have just not had that part of it yeah. in the subtitles. But whatever. Um, uh, so, anyways, let, let's move on to our characters. That's that's enough of me ragging on the plot. Uh, of the uh, of the movie uh, in my kind of like random stream of conscious uh, uh, musings from it, um, but the casting by credit on this is uh, Lindsey Graham as well as uh, Mary Venerue, uh, and uh, yeah, who's who's our runner up? Who's our MVP? 
So runner any. up. Um, well, first and foremost, I gotta give uh, hats off to Cynthia Carmano who played Alexis in this movie. Okay, I mean, okay, time out. Absolutely, Hold up. stop the presses. Stunning. Stop the presses. I had to pause the movie a stop, few times. And stop the like, presses. God damn. Are you saying that based off of her acting ability? No, looks or- only. Listen, I'm not going to dress this up, okay? You know what this is. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what this moment here is. Okay, this is... I, I you, could, you could watch this movie. You dirtbag. Just her scenes alone on mute. Great Jesus movie. Christ, um, so right. Cynthia Carmano, uh, fucking incredible. Ugh. I wish her nothing but the best happiness and more success and all those great things. Uh, so I have to throw that out there. My runner up surprisingly here is, uh, is, is Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Um, what I, what I've, what I learned about him throughout the making of this film is like, he really, really dedicated himself to this role. Yeah. Which is a shame. All of the tattoos that he got. Yeah. Were real tattoos. Were real tattoos, yeah. right? I don't know how he does a romantic comedy after this, but <laughs> I mean, uh, not that he does he many romantic comedies, right? yeah. But all of the tattoos he got, and he really dedicated himself to like being a part of LA, learning about the LA gangs, and really like kind of embodying this character. Yo, Creeper. Did, were those cauliflower ears real? Like, does he um, does he do some fucking like you know grappling or some shit? Yeah, like, I don't know. He'd have to get punched in the ears because you don't get Christ. those. You get those like wrestling, boxing, yeah. doing MMA. I don't know if he's done an MMA I mean, recently I know he's, movie. He's kind of, yeah, but I like I know that he just you know, he's kind of a different dude, so he just does his. You know, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He does. I don't know. Um, but w- I loved learning about how he dedicated himself to like learning this role, um, and when he uh, his character in this show, like, or in this movie. I was able to watch him and divorce him from like any other project I've seen mm. from Shia LaBeouf. Like mm. for me, he embodied this character. Maybe the script wasn't that great. Maybe the directing wasn't that great. But for me, Shia LaBeouf, when I'm watching him in his movie, was Creeper. Well, ki- quick comment on that. Uh, what was the use of them like talking him up as like, yo, like one of the first, se- like literally basically like, the, or one of the first scenes of the movie is like the dude meeting him and. Like, and he wouldn't even look him in the eyes. He's like, what have you heard about me? He's like, yeah, heard you devil. Yeah. You know, and it's just and we like, never got to really see that. No. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to be talking hard shit like that? And like not one time at during the movie, do I like really get a sense of like, holy shit, this dude's like crazy. You yeah. Know? Like the only time we got to see it is that that quick scene. Quick flash, which I loved. I where, loved it. Where he's in the. um uh, the bodysuit, yeah, uh, the like hazmat blood, suit, yeah. and there's like somebody who's chopped up in the tub, and he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. Yeah, and uh, you could really tell throughout the whole movie he was like about that shit. Like, but he was about it, but they never the, let him be yeah, about it. You exactly. Know? Don't talk to me about it. Be about. I want. I want to see that? why they call him creeper, not yeah. just hear stories about it. Yeah. Uh, so, and and again, this is why the movie started off so great because like you feel like that's coming. Like you feel like yo Shia oh, as creeper, he's about to go somebody. all the way yeah. off, and, and we never get there. But but again, for me, he really embodied this character, and like you, you like the whole movie. I'm watching it, you know, to follow the movie. But I really want to see what Shia does, and yeah. you know, we never get to see that. Yeah. Um. So he's my runner up. Uh. The the character in this movie who I believed the most, who really like sold me on their character, who I was like, yo, this motherfucker might be, he might be coming to wreak havoc, was uh, uh Jose Conejo Martin, who plays uh, Conejo in this movie. When he came in, 
I was like, yo, this motherfucker is about that shit. And he really, again, for me, embodied this this character, Conejo, who was, uh, I, I guess, sent by the Mexican cartel to like wreak havoc on the L.A. drug industry to uh, completely change the game. His introduction was great. I think how he played the character and embodied the character was great. It, it felt authentic. It felt real. Um, every, every scene we see, saw him in, from the introduction to... Uh, you know, the kidnapping of uh, to the Shia LaBeouf scene where they like, you know, where they killed Shia LaBeouf to kidnapping the kids to the phone conversations. It all felt authentic. Mm. Um, so I, for me, he's got to be my MVP because he's the only one that felt consistently real and authentic. Yeah. Um, Not his acting ability, but his authenticity for me is what made him my glad you say that because yeah, yeah i'm about to shit all over <laughs> that uh yeah no he was a terrible actor like i and I, like i don't want anybody to come after me so like yeah. you know i, I had to put that disclaimer on it as, as you see the disclaimer <laughs> i put that on there no or like or i wouldn't say he's a terrible actor i would say that it just at no point that i was i like fully bought in in fact i thought it was actually kind of comical like some of his like his like portrayal and it, it was but it, i want to say it's not his fault because it was it was the actual dialogue that i was just like yeah, did a 12-year-old write this? Like, like who wrote this? Like, who signed off on this being the actual dialogue that you use that we were supposed to believe is, like, authentic, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I thought the dialogue was just terrible. And so I don't know if it was a combination of his delivery of the dialogue or if it was just the dialogue of itself. I don't know if it was a combination or just I would have dialogue. to say it's the dialogue because his delivery, I, th- I feel like if, if that was the script that he was uh, reading from, yeah. the way he delivered it, like, he actually, he brought it to life. I, for me, At he least. didn't. I, I we, we, you know, and obviously, you know, we're we're all free to disagree. Uh, yeah, I would have to respectfully disagree that, you know, that 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 came across as believable. But I'll, I'll just quickly move on because I thought there were a number of actors and actresses in this that were just not great. Uh, but I'll just move you, you on. Better not say nothing about Cynthia Carmano. I I'll, I'll just say nothing about her. Um. So uh, my runner up uh, will have to be George Lopez. Uh, I love George Lopez in this movie. I thought he uh, it was really different than anything that I've seen George Lopez in, Uh, although I'm sure he's had roles either like these or, you know, um, he's done something different than just like his kind of like comedy shtick. I'm pretty sure. Uh, But I just this is one of the first times I can remember seeing him being like, oh, shit, like, okay, George, you know, like, you you know, your thing, you know. Um, And so uh, I would say I I would have to say my MVP has got to be Shia LaBeouf. Like, I think he's the only thing in this movie that like kept me like in it and when he yeah. died i was just like all right that's it yeah i'm pretty much checked yeah. out like i don't really care about this anymore <laughs> you know because like it, it, it's both his storyline as far as like okay you're just waiting to see him be creeper like mm-hmm. like he's like kind of like this funny guy who's like you know who's like mad serious at times when it's time to be serious but is like chopping it up when it's like you know when 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 everybody's just kicking back and and chilling and he's like cracking jokes doing this or that um, so you're just waiting for him to be like, oh shit, when is Creeper going to show yeah. up? Like, when is he going to like be that dude, you know, that he's, that everybody's saying he is, that he gives the presence of that he yeah. is. And they just never let him do that, you know, at any point, you know, he basically goes from being like Creeper to being like, just getting his legs banged in by, <laughs> you know, he's got his legs beat on his head. <laughs> yeah, stopped and that know, was pretty much um, it. That was, that was a bad ending, you know? Um, and I guess it's like, okay, well, we didn't see that coming. So maybe that was a good thing to have. It's like, oh shit, you're waiting for that payoff and you just, it, you never get it, you know? Uh, so maybe that's like a more of a creative thing, but it was just, it's just a shame that we never get that. But also his portrayal of the character, I thought was just, it was, it was the most authentic person that I, that I saw 
in the movie, which is ironic because, you know, there's a, that whole thing about, you know, oh, you're not Mexican, uh, Shia LaBeouf. So stop pretending that, that you are. And then, you know, in, in, in a movie that has. Yeah, see, and uh, I, I didn't get that. I didn't I didn't think he was like pretending to be Mexican. I, I felt like he was uh, a, a white guy who grew up, grew up in this yeah. in this like that. That's what David land. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought he was a, I thought he was the best part of the movie. I think there's a reason why he's heavily in the trailers mm-hmm. uh, is because it's like there ain't much else here. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the draw. Um, yeah. You know what? You know what? He really did his best was uh, like when after they had kidnapped. Uh, I believe it was after they like killed his wife. Killed whose wife? Uh, after they killed David's wife, remember it was like David. Uh, no, you know what? No, it had to have been before that. Yeah, because that's the uh, creeper died before. Oh, you know, wife. so it was after they killed his uncle. After they killed okay. George Lopez, yeah, yeah. when they were having the sit down at the shop, and Shia LaBeouf was telling him like, and he had like tears. And yeah, he, was he had like, tears in his eyes. Gotcha. I was like, yo, yeah, creeper it's about is to go down. Creepers <laughs> coming. Like, yeah. and like they had all the hitters right there. And, like these motherfuckers are ready to die for you. Like, and he was like and, naming them yeah. out like one by one. Yeah, and I was and like, Shia, okay, like, and that's what I really thought. I was like, all right, Shia, creepers about to come out. We're gonna see Shia in full action. Um, that scene, that like one on one dialogue he was having, it was intense. It was raw. He was emotional. Tears were in his eyes. Um, what I thought it was interesting about like, that right scene was that. like, here are all, and they were they were what uh, Sicarios is that what he called them? Um, like hitters, shooters. Sure. Uh, they were just having this meeting like at the front of the shop. You know? Yeah, that's, like, that's another thing plot wise where I was just like, yo, there are so many different points in this where it's just like, bruh, you're supposed to be like on the lamb. Like, what are you doing? You're just yeah. like. On fucking Hollywood Boulevard, like, yo, sup? Like, yeah. and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, Out in the backyard, <laughs> grilling and shit. Like, all right, guys, so we're gonna go and kill Conejo, who's trying to come. Over. How, do you want your medium or medium well? Like, you want cheese? Like, yeah, that's how casual. Oh, I'm vegan. You know, yeah. I don't, you know that's how casual it was. I thought that was weird because if this yeah. was a real situation, yo, they would, underground, they would have like, been protected. Yo, burn they, everything. Like, yo, like, like that's what they would have been shooters. Like, yeah. on they would have been guards on site, shooters on the roof. Like, if this was really about to go down they wouldn't have been so exposed and yeah. then conejo just was able to come up hit him just strode up like yeah. sup guys like and that gate just, like, just opened up they didn't have any like, <laughs> they didn't have they didn't even have the ring or nest you know what i mean like fuck it come on <laughs> it's yeah. that easy like you at that point ring. it's like you guys you guys kind of deserve what you got there um but but yeah. to your point yeah shia uh, kill, uh did really well in this role and i thought that scene in particular really uh he really delivered there yeah uh so let's move on to the cinematography uh so salvatore uh, totino was the uh was the cinematographer cinematographer for the film and then jeffrey uh o'brien was the the editor for the um uh for the film um and so yeah ab- about the actual cinematography look uh there was one cut scene and it was the scene where uh we first kind of get to meet shia LaBeouf's character and you know and he's like you know who do you think i am and he's like Oh, like I can get a devil, and then, uh, and then they do this like cutscene where they're still like you still kind of hear the audio from the scene we're in, mm-hmm. but then you see just like a cut of you know see him just dragging somebody with like people standing around, yeah, and, he, and he's got like the bodysuit on, and it's just like oh shit, like that freaked me out for a second. I was like oh man, like that that was really creepy, like yeah. you know, uh, and I, I love that, but that was like stuff like that was like few and far in between, bruh. There was some egregious editing, like. Like faux pas here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one scene where, uh, so David's talking to his wife about, um, 
I think about like leaving or like, you know, what they're going to like, what their plan was. I forget exactly what they're talking about, but like you could just tell like when they do like the reverse shot of like, say like David's talking and the camera's over his shoulder. Mm -hmm. So it sees the back of his head looking at his wife. He's like not moving. So you could tell he's not saying anything. Yeah. And it was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, this is an entire fucking movie, Hollywood movie. What? This is some rookie shit that's like have his head moving or something or like you know what i mean like so it was just like it was and then like and then with the way they edited it, it was just like very obvious and it's just like bruh like why like why was that I, and maybe that was just like maybe they had no other option maybe they just didn't have like the footage to, to like cover it but yeah give me anything else but that like you know so anyways uh there are a couple of things like that that i thought from a cinematography standpoint that was just like yeah so for from from my perspective, I don't think they did anything like daring in yeah. this movie, like with how they shot it. Um uh most of it was like I guess pretty standard. Uh like there aren't any like super dynamic angles, uh like any they did use a good bit of slow motion during like the shootout scenes, which um always like add to uh, uh that was kind of stupid though, like when they bust in the door and it's just like they rolled in there like the fucking mod squad, mm-hmm. like where it's just like Oh, yeah. So what could have been a more like dynamic scene, right? Like, and I'm going to do my best to explain like what I was looking for in a scene like that. Right. So not only the use of slow motion, but like dynamic camera angles, not necessarily like quick cuts, but like show me the entire maybe like a camera that pans the entire span of the room to show me both sides of it. Like the busting in the door, the, uh, you know, the guys inside being alerted to it, the shootout between it, bullets ripping through bodies and like make it a little bit more gritty, adds more texture to it, like do something a little bit more dynamic than busting the door shoot up slow mo scene quick cut quick cut quick cut scenes over like yeah. i was hoping for something a little bit more dynamic there and i didn't get that yeah. uh, but to your point at the opening scene where um you hear that guy explaining to shia like what he's heard about him as creeper and they cut back to a scene where he's dragging the body like something like that where they have um, they're, they're taking audio from one scene they're overlaying it over uh, that 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 uh that uh flashback i thought something like like i thought that was great and i was hoping to see more more layers and more textures like that throughout the movie with like how they use cinematography again slow-mo shootout scenes are always dope yeah what can you do to make a little bit more dynamic and i didn't see any of that in this movie yeah um not that not that i really needed to but like it would be good to have yeah give us a little bit more texture yeah uh so uh let's talk about the soundtrack uh, and the score uh michael uh sure uh uh was the uh music by credit on on the film uh the one thing i have to say about the 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 you know i, I think there are a couple of different things i could say but like just to keep it short the one thing i could say about the score is whatever song that they used at the beginning of the movie was stupid it was just dumb because it reminded me of like an like an 80s b movie mm-hmm. a b like an 80s b action movie that they like they just like were just like all right let's just copy and paste this from like some like fucking um uh what's it like what's a really cheesy action movie from like the 80s like uh well, like, like american ninja or like i don't even know what movie that is but i'm, I'm guessing it's a cheesy yeah 80s sounds movie. like it. yeah <laughs> um uh i don't know whatever it, it, like it just it was just like it reeked of like just cheesy 80s movie that you're just like why why did you why is this the direction you went? yeah i don't know it's just very fucking strange 
I, to be honest, I don't even remember the music in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I was just focused on a few other things. Um, but I feel like in, in this movie, they had an opportunity to feature like prominent uh, Mexican music, Mexican rap. Um, prominent they did to some degree like i remember the like the the most obvious one is, is like the the ending uh for the end credits yeah they, they they i don't know what song it was or or you know what it was exactly but uh but i, I remember the music at the end and i remember like the car scenes like some of the some of the like background music um but like the music for me really didn't stand out too much yeah. right um it could have i think it could have been like a larger element to this movie like again featuring like prominent mexican hip-hop artists um uh, you know, LA artists, the the music from what I remember. And again, I'd, I'd really have to go back and watch it. And I would go back and watch this movie. Um, you know, maybe a smoke a blunt or something like that. Go back, watch this. Maybe it'll be a little bit, a little bit more interesting, but the music wasn't as prominent as it could have been. I feel like it could have really been like a character in and of itself because we all know like LA, um, huge music scene you got like it's, it's a melting pot right you got like the black gangs the mexican gangs you got the white gangs the cops blah 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 it could have been a bigger element and i didn't get that yeah uh yeah i don't want to spend too much time on that um any extra notes before we depart from uh from from the movie i think i said it in the beginning where it's like this movie i put it up here i put it really i put it way up high right mm-hmm. um Maybe that's because of what I learned about the movie prior to seeing it, what I knew about Shia LaBeouf, um, the story that like that that I knew going into this movie. So I put the movie up there. Um, and whenever you do that, the film either has the capacity or the ability to like meet those expectations, exceed those expectations, or fall very short. Uh, the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie, great buildup, right? Like I feel like, okay, it's heading towards meeting expectations. Um, towards the end, this movie really just fell flat, um, and it, it was kind of like an underwhelming ending. Overall, I enjoyed it. It just didn't meet my expectations. Um, there are a lot of like there are a lot of like missed miscues here, and, and uh, I wouldn't say disappointing, but underwhelming. I guess is is how I would end it. Yeah, I, I would say that I actually went into this movie thinking that like because I was hearing all the reviews for it and hearing and then seeing like all the scores that I was getting like around tomatoes and all this other stuff. And I was just like and I, and I like I love giving shit a chance, especially like everybody like rags on Shia LaBeouf and like they gave him such a hard time for being in this movie. And it was just like, all right, but like it's not his fault. The director fucking chose him to, to be in this movie. And, yeah. and also like he's not trying to act as if he is Mexican. Right. Like he's he's just a dude, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so so I was like, all right, I'm gonna give this, you know, a chance. So like, you know, I, I'm gonna like, I want to like this movie. You're right. The first 15 minutes, I was like, okay, let's let's see where this goes. It's not it's not the best, but also it's not the worst, you know. Yeah. It went downhill pretty fast. I think I think it was it was it was after they kept kind of milling around, where I was like, oh god, you guys, there's no direction here. Like it's like, you know, it's like when you're about to go out with your boys, right? And like everybody's like, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, getting hyped, you know. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. you know, start pre gaming. Okay, okay, where are we going? Where are we, where are we doing? And then like, there's no real know, destination. Like twenty minutes later, it's like, uh, no, seriously, like, what are we doing? Where are we going? 
Ain't uh, no girls coming through. <laughs> nothing. We're not going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's like one of those things. Where it's like you're, you, it starts off great, but then you're just like, uh, all right. Well, then, just, then somebody's like, all right, well, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And then people slowly start to leave. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, well, that was a big waste. Um, uh, but uh, a side note, uh, Noel uh, uh, Googly me. Uh, I know you remember him. Uh, he's he's our he's our favorite dude who shows up uh, in in these sorts of um, uh, uh, movies. Um, he played Snoopy. He was the dude who was like at the counter. Uh, yeah, like yeah, some yeah. Sort of like I think it was like a pawn shop or some shit. Um, yeah, he was always in plays these too. guys. Uh, he he's in one of my favorite series of all time. He was an angel. Uh, he played uh, I believe Hector, and he, and we were always joking that he always plays the the role of a uh, uh, of Hector in like every movie that he's in. But he didn't play it in this movie. So um, uh, so yeah, shout shout out to Noel. Um, yeah. Uh, aside from that, man, we press play on the tax collector. I guess you should too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's only six ninety nine on Apple TV, yeah. so it's not that big of a risk. It's not like twenty nine ninety nine for Mulan. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if you don't got twenty nine ninety nine, but you got a few dollars, you know, watch this movie. I don't think you'll be too disappointed. Um, or, or just you know, watch it to come up with your own opinion. If yeah. You, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, so uh, and if you have, uh, let us know in the comment section below. Let uh, talk to us about what you felt about the tax collector, what you what you thought about the plot, what you thought about the characters, uh, cinematography, all that good shit. The soundtrack. Uh, yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I think we will. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and get the fuck out of here uh, because I know you guys should to do. I got shit to do. Um, so we're bringing this episode to you a little earlier. Uh, that's because I'll be gone next week, but we will in fact be back next week with another delicious episode of the fate podcast uh so with uh all of that being said i think we will uh we'll go ahead and hit the usual uh outro here uh if i can uh, if you can find it life together yeah Listen, don't worry uh, i'll fill this space okay i'll just yeah, talk on just is, like this yeah because this is not happening yeah, at the moment so listen listen don't even worry about it. i got uh, it we'll just, well, i'll whatever. just do this you, you guys hear more seconds and then now here we are look i just filled that space it sounded like i said a lot but i didn't say anything <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>